There we go. Because it was that negative bar. I don't know what that means. Good morning. It is September 21st. It's a Saturday and last night was the last standard event before rotation at Mox Boarding House, which we attended. And so we're going to talk about that. Um, there was also, uh, and it was like an optional survey session with Wizards of the Coast. Wizards was at Mox Boarding House and they were inviting people to come and give feedback for a new product that they're coming out with. Um, and they gave us prizes for participating in that. So we have a bunch of packs to open here, which we're going to do as we're recording this podcast. Um, but that's pretty much what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. What we learned during this rotation or this last standard cycle and uh, what we're looking forward to, what we're sad to see go, what, yeah, just, just thoughts, general thoughts. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we had dismantled our standard decks before last night. Yeah. So we threw decks together before the event. Once we got back, we went on a hike earlier. And we put them together, I don't know, like a half hour or an hour. Yeah. Um, would you play again? I played Merfolk. I was just going back to where I stand, started this whole standard cycle, which was a Merfolk deck because it was relatively inexpensive and it just it seemed okay back back at the beginning it was okay uh i remember when dominaria was coming out i was looking to see oh what 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 merfolk are there and the only one that stood out was merfolk trickster which turned out to be a a, a common card used in the mono blue tempo deck it was used in the this it still is used in the simic flash or soul tie flash the different versions of that flash deck because it's it's, it's a good card and there's definitely a number of things from Dominaria that are standout cards. The power level of that set was pretty, pretty high. Mm. Ixalan, Rivals of Ixalan are pretty uh, low. Uh, there are powerful cards in those, I would but say. But I mean as a set, oh, like as the a whole set. sets, they, they just wasn't great. There's Rekindling Phoenix. Um, Linda the Dusk Rose still never yeah. did anything. Yeah. Um, never... Tendershoot... Uh, dryad I really liked but was really easy to remove and too yeah. expensive five mana I never is... find a way to make it work really but in commander it definitely has a home yeah so let's uh, start with one of these packs so the, the whole thing the the interview we can't share anything about it but we got uh, six packs a piece I don't know how exactly they were splitting them up because I think I got four m20 and then two Ravnica Allegiance, and then I think you got three and three, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I think or you whatever. just kind of grabbed out of a bag yeah. and handed it to me. Now, this is an M20 pack, and we got a bunch of commons, of course, but what is... We have Pulse of Marasa, Thought Distortion, Ancestral Blade, ooh, and Mu Yanling. I don't know if you can see that, but... And no. Oh, no and a Johnny's Primate token. Let's just, here's straight, there you go. So one of those. Um... I don't know if she's going to be a strong card. It, it, the, given, I don't know if you've watched any of the other 
videos where I'm trying to guess cards, but I have no idea what Eldraine has aside from a, a couple cards. So I have no idea what kind of cards are going to be powerful or not. But it seems like there's a good number of fairies, so I'm wondering if she'll have a home in a fairy deck to drop things out of the sky, get things out of the way, so that your little fairies can come through. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Seems like the kind of thing that I would be interested in, if, if, if so. Yeah. Uh, last night I played... Um, I was going to do the black-white vampires that I had started out standard with when we first began playing back when we were in Maine. He was playing merfolk, and I was playing black-white vampires. Um, it's different than the version that's popular today, slightly. didn't have the Sorin, obviously, um, and it had a few other things, but I didn't want to go that route, so I went with Golgari, and I played Golgari Citadel, basically. Um, it was fine, but I went one and three. Yeah, <laughs> so and I went one and three awesome. with my Merfolk deck. The Merfolk deck, it's trying to do too many things at once. It's not very fast, but it's trying to go wide, but you need time to set up, and usually by the time you're set up, your opponent has answers, so yeah. when it goes off, it goes off hard and quick and c can be crazy, but if it doesn't, you're just kind of dead in the water. Yeah. yeah. Um... Dread Presence was what I got in this pack, and a foil Yorox Wave Crasher. Mm. Exciting stuff, folks. Yeah, the problem, or something I noticed with the Golgari deck is if I'm not gaining life, I'm usually... Losing? Losing. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably lose, because yeah. it takes me a very long time to win. It's definitely more of a control, or on the control end of the mid-range spectrum, hmm. I would say. At least the version I was playing. Interesting. I didn't really... I think it was a control type thing. Well, there's just a lot of removal. And then I had yeah. the new Karn, the great creator. Yeah. And so there was a little bit of interaction with that. And the downside with using him and trying to get something from outside of the game or from your sideboard is you have to wait an additional turn usually to play that card because... Did you have Nissa in there to get more mana? Ran yeah, I had okay. a Nissa. Oh, okay. A Nissa. Two oh. Vraskas and two Karns. I don't, huh. I don't know if I would have played. I also I, I took a deck off of MTG Goldfish. I see. And then I tweaked it a little bit because I wanted to have Journey to Eternity in there mm. before that was no longer standard playable. Done and gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ravnica Allegiance pack here. Good old Domri on the front. I can't think of anything from this standard cycle that I didn't get a chance to play that I would have liked to. Hmm. There was nothing that really was ever in the meta that really made me go, oh, I, I'm really drawn to that deck and I, I really want to make that a thing. And that's that's the deck that I'm, I'm going to try and happen. So I was always trying to do some fledgling things on the side that just ended up not being very good. <laughs> I mean, they were okay. I didn't play anything that was just downright terrible, I wouldn't say. But... I don't think I played any of the meta decks at any point during this standard cycle that I can think of. I might have played things that were close-ish, like a version that the the bikini open thing with the mm. Espo, Esper hero. There was Esper control decks, but they had big Teferi and and other ways of winning and thought erasure and that kind of stuff. And I just wasn't doing that because I can't stand being on the receiving end of that. So I didn't want to do it to my opponents, which is kind of a silly way to play if you're actually trying to win. <laughs> yeah, but um, yours wasn't even Esper. It was Azorius, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was a little bit weaker because I didn't have the black. I got Absorb. That was my rare in the Ravnica Allegiance pack I just opened. 
I'm gonna open another M20 pack here. I'm just gonna skip everything that's not a, okay. That's another one of these. <laughs> you got a foil. Another Artemis, all the all seeing. We got one of these in a, a different pack, not recent, not not that long ago. And then a foil, bloodthirsty aerialist. Neato Frito. I'm hoping for an Agent of Treachery because I've been playing an Agent of Treachery deck on Arena and I want to play it in paper form <laughs> and see if it's as fun. I nope. really, I think this past season, if you would call it, is it a season? A I don't know. Cycle? I don't know if they call it a season or a cycle or rotation. Just, just but Before this rotation that's coming up with Throne of Bell Drain, I discovered in my time with Magic that I like graveyard interaction. Mm. I think... A lot of the decks that I played had graveyard interaction. Yeah, and she's been doing something recently with Blood for Bones and Bond Re Revival, uh, Tormenting Voice, so you discard stuff. Like, uh, she was doing a, a Kalia deck. That's what you did last week, right? Yeah, and then I turned it into a commander deck. I yeah. Dismantled it. Yeah, oh, and, and it works fine enough as, as a commander deck. Yeah. For what it is, it's You're fine. Like... Mirror match. Ooh. <laughs> I will... Maybe never play. <laughs> Likely never play. Maybe in a, a, just throw it into a commander deck to see what the heck happens. I actually think I do have this in a commander deck, so I shouldn't talk. No, no, no. I almost put this in that Mardu deck that okay. you were just talking about. Okay. I guess the standout cards of this, another M20 pack that I opened, is a, a foil scorpion. Mm -hmm. no, nothing terribly exciting. Leyline of Abundance and then a Risen Reef, which is kind of handy have around. Leyline of Abundance I tried playing with in that Bant Ramp deck that mm. I had and I just found that if it wasn't in my opening hand I didn't care to have it at all. Gotcha. Yeah that makes sense. So I'll just move on and open this Kaya Ravnica Allegiance pack unless you want to. Seems no have like at it. I don't. Yeah the way I'm 20. Well that's the way that I've sorted it. Hmm. Um as far as Throne of Eldraine, and not having seen any of the spoilers, I, I just know a, a couple very minor things. It's really hard for me to speculate deck-wise what I'd like to try, but I know the first week that I'll be playing, I'm just going to do some sort of homebrew something, because that's kind of what everybody's going to be doing. It's trying to figure out what, what works. There will be some people that have a bit more experience because you can open packs on Arena on the 26th, which is a Thursday. So, oh, nice. So, if you're on Arena and you're playing, but we're going to hold off until we go to an actual pre-release, which will not be for another almost 48-ish hours, uh, because we're going to pre-release on Saturday at 11 a.m. Mm -hmm. West Coast time. And that'll be the first time that I'm seeing basically all of these cards in full. Yeah, I'm. we bought a bundle on Arena. I think mm -hmm. you just mentioned that. And I'm not going to open any of the packs we decided today until Dell has seen the cards at pre-release. Yeah, until they're officially full. So it's a little more fun. Oh, look at your favorite card. <laughs> I don't know about the fa my favorite, <laughs> but I was derping around with this. We'll have this up pretty soon. I've got a one-of copy of this in a... A Golgari deck I'm calling the Underbelly. So Is it Golgari? Strictly? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Heap of nonsense. Um, which it's actually not horrific. It's not good, but it's not horrific. It didn't lose every game. Yeah. It You're... actually won three out of four, I think. I'm gonna leave this because I keep opening all of the 
Ravnath Allegiance one, so I'm gonna swip it. Swip it. Swip it. Swip it, swap it. Swip it, flip it. Swip it. Spin it around and reverse it. But I definitely want to try fairies, and since that is a very real tribe in Eldraine, and we've got fairy miscreant, we've got fairy duelist, I don't know if it's going to be a viable thing, yes. but it'll be a thing that I'm doing. What? Uh, we got blood-soaked altar, which is a card that I wanted for that Mardu commander deck that I... We, we have that, don't we? No, we, we? don't. Well, we've got two now, because I saw another one in there. Sweet. Well, I can only put one in my commander deck, and then Leyline of Combustion. That was the rare. Oh. I was looking for one of these when I was building that Mardu commander deck, and we didn't have one, and I was sad. Okay. Why do you want that? Because you discard a card. Yeah. You tap this, pay two life, discard a card, which is good for me, apart from the pay life Oh, part. okay. And yeah, that's right. And then you sacrifice right. a creature, which is also fine, and you create a 5-5 five, five black demon creature with flying. Yeah. And I have an enchantment in that EDH deck that allows me to win the game if I have four different demons on the battlefield at one time with different names. Oh, yeah. That uh, Liliana's Contract, I think, is what it's called. Something like that. Something like that. Um, I got an Unbreakable Formation in that Ravnica Allegiance pack I opened there. Woo. I mean, we didn't... We went one and three at our last tournament. I think we already mentioned that, but we got a total of 12 packs what? out of that <laughs> evening, so... It's because yeah, Wizards Yeah, I'm just there. saying, yeah. it was... It's not like, oh, and we each, we, we got a deck box and oh, yeah. sleeves as well. Mm -hmm. So, that was oh, handy. Cool, we don't have this Cavalier of Flame. I don't know that we will be playing with that card much, but we have the option. Some, and a golem uh, token. I'm going to say this was kind of a, a, a whiff, whiff a riffer on this yeah. one. What'd you get? I got a Electrodominance. Uh, I think the only real standout thing that we got there was that Mu Yang Ling. I don't know. I guess Cavalier of Flame is is breeding pool is a awful yeah win. breeding pool yeah a couple foils. Um, I don't know. I I guess as far as this rotation cycle, I I'm fine. I'm not bummed about much of anything that's leaving. I'm a little sad about Lyra going. Bye bye, because she was a winner for me. Mm -hmm. She helped me win one. so many games. What else is there's the the lands that are leaving, and I still don't know yeah. if white and blue has some sort of dual land option. I mean, there are the guild gates and the other tap lands, the heal lands, tranquil cove. Yeah, sure, but we're gonna have so, to get creative, I think, with the land base. Maybe so. I'm I fine mean, going into colors that I'm not normally in if I, if need be, and I, we will be getting temples in. The next set, I assume, that'd be very bizarre if we didn't. That would be strange. It'd be really strange going to Theros and just, oh, we're just not going to do the other half. Okay. It just seems, I've learned the importance of a good mana base mm -hmm. just through playing game after game after game after game. And I'm curious to see how much fun Standard will be before the next set comes out, the mm. Theros Makes it sound like we're life. not getting a few of those lands, like tap land. Or I mean, it's not lands. that we're not getting any lands. Yeah, uh, right. I know we're getting lands. <laughs> Just, but it sounds. It almost sounds like from what you're saying here, that we're not getting dual lands. And even even if that's the case, we still have the the guild gates and those tap lands or the heal lands, like I said. And so 
it's not like blue white is completely without options it'll just be slower and i think that that's going to be the case for everything because it's only it'll only be the no even even the even the temples those are just scries so they're they're coming into play tap they give you a little bit of uh choice when it comes to what you're drawing next but it's not that's not huge yeah i don't know if that's the 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 colors that have those the the golgari and um is it and the other ones i don't know if the ability to scry one is so much better than gaining a life it's it's better i would say but is it so much better i would say i, I don't it's know better Percentage wise, if I were to put a percentage on it, I would say scry is at about 60%, whereas on the same scale, the life gain would be at 30. Yeah, I, I, the life gain is almost irrelevant. It's, really... it's one point. If it was three points or four points, yeah, that's a thing. But one yeah. point of life is not huge. I just, I think scrying helps a lot. It does. That's something that I've also learned since starting to play Magic. It definitely it's, helps, but I just, uh, speed-wise, like, it's coming into play tapped yeah. regardless. So, yeah. yes, the scrying does help you, but if I want to play Azorius, is my lack of access to Temple of Epiphany, I think, the, or, or Enlightenment? I think it's Enlightenment, mm -hmm. the white-blue one. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that I'm just completely SOL? I just, I, I don't have, no, you just can't play that? That seems I, silly. Yeah, I don't know You've got the that. shocks, you've got your basics. I think it'll just be a little bit slower than it has been. You don't have the check lands, so but I don't know that that's a problem. I, I think, don't think so either. I think it'll just be different, which is nice. Sorry, I cut you off. I'm just hoping that it allows for longer games because it seems like in this, this last cycle that a lot of games were decided very quickly. I mean, mm. red if red got off the ground, you were just done within four or five turns. They get a mm. um, experimental frenzy out there, a couple other things, you just, oh, I that. That's, you're just, it's just game over. Maybe so. I played a game last night, though. And the the deck I was playing against, they were playing the card Scape Shift, but it wasn't a Scape Shift deck. They mm -hmm. had Lotus Field in there as well, mm -hmm. and then they had Big Dinosaurs. So the idea... And Blood and, Sun. And Finale of Revelation. Blood Sun was the important thing. Finale. Blood Sun was important, but also um, Finale of the, the green one, the green Finale. Calamity, I think. No, I think that's the Catastrophe, right one. Catastrophe, something like that. Um, but devastation, but devastation. they would get enough mana to pay ten or more for X, mm -hmm. and I think it's Revelation, and I think then it's destruction. It's not Revelation. The green finale. Yeah. Oh yeah. The but the Blood Sun was the key card to make that happen. Mm, because yeah, because when Lotus Field comes into play, you have to sacrifice two lands. But the Blood Sun says all lands lose all abilities except for mana generation abilities. Mm -hmm. So that's why he's able to go and get those three Lotus Fields with the Scape Shift, and they don't eat up the other ones because they're turned off. Yeah. But if he didn't have the Blood Sun out there, I think that's what it's called, yeah, Blood Sun, then you Blood can't Sun. do that. Yeah, Blood Sun. So um, he, has, he has to have that out there. Yeah, so he... I was happy that he was able to get all of the things that he wanted to do with that deck mm. to go off mm. while we were playing because he hadn't been able to do that in his previous three mat or prior three matches. That's not true. He got it to happen to me. Oh, okay. Well, he, according to him, he told me that 
he didn't get to see his deck do what he wanted it to do. Oh, okay. So, well, that I don't know about. But I was going to say, he definitely got the Blood Suns and the Lotus Peels out yeah, there. Yeah, so while we were playing, that changed. And that was cool to see. I lost that match. But there was one close game where he got me down to one life. And then I gained, like, 20 life. Hmm. And then he lost a bunch of life. I think he was down to three life. And then he ended up winning. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah, and I just, I, I was able to run him over. I had played against him as well, and I just ran him over with Merfolk. He just didn't have any way, ways to interact with all these little things, and I was able to give Kumena unblockable, put a bunch of counters on him. That was how I won a different game against the Elementals, but then the Elementals person that I was playing was playing Quasi-Duplicate, so they were able, they got three Wild Growth Walkers out there, played a Jade Light Ranger, then Quasi-Duplicated it multiple times, so they went from... I think I had him down to six life and then went up to over 60 or something within a couple of turns. Like, I gained 24 and then I copy it again and gain another 24 and then I copy it again. I was like, okay, yep, scoop, scoop, scoop. I'm just, I was thinking maybe I could have won that because once they are done gaining all this life and I have this unblockable thing and I've got all these little dirtily, once I'm set up and I get the deep root waters out there and I just play merfolk, I'm just getting a bunch of little cheapy guys that I can block with. And just load Kamena up. I don't know that the... Elemental's deck has any way to interact and get rid of Kumena. Although I did see he had a Captive Snare in there, which is blue X, return X creatures with a similar car, or similar type to owner's hand. So that would have done, that would have wrecked me. You just pay 20 mana, all your Merfolk go back to your hand. All right. Yeah. But Merfolk was not a deck I was drawn to. The, the main reason I played that one last night was kind of a, a final goodbye, kind of a throwback to what I had started this, this cycle with, this, this standard rotation, and I never really liked it. Uh, hmm. It was... It, it, you did complain about it a lot. It was, it just, it was very inconsistent. It would go off sometimes, and other times it just would not do much of anything. The, the deck that I enjoyed the most was that Mitch Special slash Bikini Open thing. It was kind of the mid-rangey Azorius deck. That, that was the one that I had the most fun with. It seemed to have the most interaction with kind of any board state. It it did a lot of things. It was it was fun. It was interesting. Yeah, and I think right around the same time, I was playing the Bant deck that I had. And that was, interestingly enough, my favorite deck. Hmm. that I played during this rotation, because I felt like I could do all the things that I wanted to do. Yeah, with uh, Spark Devil and Lyra and Nyssa. And... and I often had answers for everything. So yeah. I, I had removal, I had, I don't know, card advantage, I had a lot going on in that deck. And then you built an Esper deck, so I dismantled that band deck. Um, yeah. Just because of the mana base, which was good, because I needed to try something different. And then I tried a soul tie thing, which was that was a that was pretty fun as well. I I didn't like it quite as much as the Azorius one, but hmm. yeah. I'm glad that I tried that Mardu deck that I had with Kalia mm. and Dracuseth and all that nonsense. Mm. Um, because I don't play red much and it opened my eyes a little bit to red. Like red doesn't always have to be burn face yeah yeah it seems to be always burn face in standard or more often than not there are some shenanigans that people do with like i played back when we were in michigan at time traveler like i was playing sunbirds invocation when you get that out there and then every time you play a card you look 
X, where X is that card's converted mana cost, and you play these that three card cards, and it just so kind of silly. snowballs out of control. You put that in the Gruel Commander deck. That is... Did I? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we had a foil one, so I said, hey, let's just jam this in there. That's a nice thing about Commander. You just, you find these cards, and you're just like, whatever, let's put that in there. Why yeah, not? cards that would otherwise just be sitting on the shelf for the rest of time. Yeah. <laughs> they have a place. Yeah, which I'm definitely glad that we finally got over our, or I got over my my issues with Commander, and we built some decks with some, like we've got like 10 or 12 now. But it's, I mean, what else are we going to do besides just have boxes of cards just sitting there doing nothing? Now we have decks that we can go and try some various things out, especially with all of these rares being obsolete as of, I guess, two weeks from now, technically. Mm -hmm. You could still play them, and it's still, it's still not, they're not out yet, but... But once they are, we will still have some use for them, yeah. maybe, hopefully. Yeah. And who knows, maybe something will happen with a different format down the road. That's what I'm hoping for still at some point in the next five to ten years, that uh, a modern light, something that takes place from Dominaria forward or, or something like that so that all these cards that we've been collecting aren't completely worthless. I mean, they're not worthless. I just mean a more widely played format because modern it is pretty dang expensive to get into and it would be nice to have, have another option out there yeah i really like playing and trying out new formats because it helps me understand the game in yeah, a different way for sure like every single time i've played a new format it's i've learned something yeah we got popper although this last popper tournament that we went to left a real disgusting taste in my mouth just so much. We'll see if we ever play that format again. Tron. Well, what I decided is I'm happy to go, but I'm not going to go with a deck that I'm thinking that will do anything other than me have some fun with it. So I'll just play. Mm -hmm. so I'll just I'll just play one of my janky spirits decks, and if I just can completely run over, fine. I'm just going to see how well this does because I don't have and I have no intention of getting Magic online. Oh yeah. And that's the only other online thing that you can play. Pop, I mean, there might be some free kind of janky programs. I don't know. But. I've heard something about Arena, and maybe somebody who's watching this might know, but they're going to be slowly adding cards from older formats to mm. Arena. So I'm wondering if they're going to ever fade out Magic Online, or if they're going to increase the utility of Arena so that you have more to do on there. Like, different, add other formats? I don't know. I don't know. I kind of think that they'll support both, and maybe at some point in the not-so-distant future, maybe, I have no idea, but give Magic Online a total facelift. That's what they should have done, in my opinion, from the get-go. I don't think that they should have even touched Arena, although maybe it was easier to build Arena from the ground up as opposed to trying to completely revamp Magic Online. The thing with Magic Online is that you actually own those cards, mm -hmm. and so if they were to just to undo it, They'd have to give back probably millions of dollars to people if they were to do that. I mean, they, I guess they don't have to. They could just say, hey, we're done. This is the last day. I mean, that's happened with other online games that people have dumped thousands of dollars into, if not more. They just go, oh, this is the last day that this is a game. Jeez. And then yeah, just the, the server shut down. Digital. Yeah. I guess it teaches you to let go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What would be really cool and probably wouldn't ever happen is they send all of the paper versions of the cards in your library for Magic Online to the individual players. 
Yeah, they mean they could do that. You can redeem an entire set if you've collected a whole set. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's you, cool. Yeah, you can turn those in. You you submit them, and then they're out of your collection. Hmm. And so it's one of every set, or one of every card in a set for Dominaria or whatever it is. Hmm. And once you do that, they'll send you oh, one of every one card. Of them's okay. I yeah. thought it would be a play set. No, hmm. I mean unless you have four of each card. Huh. Okay. But. That's, that's a thing that I think you can still do. It was up until not that long, like a year ago, I think you could still do it because I think it was actually cheaper to go on Magic Online, buy one of every card, and then redeem it than it was to go and buy it in paper. Yeah. Which, I guess if you want to do that, then that's a thing that you can do, but hmm. I don't care to have... We don't. I mean, there's not often that we want one of every card or four of every card. We, we just buy a few things we go oh this is the deck that we want to play and get a few cards for that and yeah there we after go. draft you know with these booster packs aside that we win mm -hmm. at events we don't really buy packs no like we buy drafts we, well, yeah if which we're gonna packs yeah we'll buy events which drafts packs. are sealed but we don't go out and just buy packs i am curious maybe maybe to buy one of those collector's edition packs but if yeah, they're 30 bucks that's, uh, I don't want to spend $30 on a booster pack. That's stupid. I, I need to know more about what's in there. That, that That is nuts. I really like the art on some of the cards. Like It's so different than the normal Magic yeah. card. But is that but worth 30 bucks? And $2 the chance a card. Yeah. That's yeah, what it that, is. That's nuts. I mean, $15 would have already been high, but at least that would have seemed a little bit more like thirty dollars that's you can buy uh nine packs at the typical rate and ten dollars for three ten nine packs three for ten yeah or one i don't know i don't know that seems like a thing to let other people buy and then find that one card that this is going to this is the card that I'm going to build around and I'll spend the the $40 on four of them and I know it's an uncommon and I know I'm spending $10 per but this is my favorite card of the whole set and I'm not buying any others this is what I'm going to build around and I'm just going to play this for the next three sets or something like that unless something crazy comes along but yeah I don't know the I I'm I'm fine with it I don't think that they should not do it. It's You're fine with it? It being those collector packs. Oh. Okay. I, I, I find it amusing how often people get upset at Wizards of the Coast about various things as though they haven't been doing this for the last 25 years. And yeah, it's an a ongoing, continual learning process for them and the players and trying to figure things out and what's the right fit. But and I'm sure it makes it a better game. What does? To a point. Uh, listening to the feedback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things that... Or the... the, the, the people that were interviewing maybe yesterday they said you know give us your honest feedback we we can't make things better if you if you're just trying to tell us what you think we want to hear and okay i mean i've i'm not i don't know you i'm i'm not here to spare any feelings i'm going to tell you exactly what i think about this thing and i did it wasn't there wasn't a whole lot to say but whatever i i hope that our feedback and it seemed like everyone that i that we kind of muttered or you know like, oh, I don't know, it was just kind of the same thing it was like Everyone else who had gone okay. in there to talk with wizards had a similar feeling yeah, the, about the, it. The general takeaway was... Mm, yeah, it was kind of... Okay, okay. It did good effort, but it need, needs some work. Um, 
but they're a business and they have people that I'd like to think are trying to figure these things out and try to do the best. I mean, yes, they're trying to make as much money as they can. That's what a business does. But at the same time, to make money, you need to make a product that sells. And if you're making garbage, people will only buy garbage for so long. They will, but not for so for not for long. Yeah, and then it will tarnish their name. Exactly. So people are going to trust their other products less, so... And the main thing that they've got going right now, which is a card game, is good. It there, it's in a it seems to me, from what I know, a very healthy spot. And Magic Arena is doing very well, from what I understand. Mm -hmm. It it needs some more polish, sure, sure, sure. But it works well enough. It's fun, and you can get on there, and you can play a bunch of games, and you don't even have to spend all that much money. I think we've spent maybe. 150 to 200 dollars tops oh i don't think 200 i would say 150 or less yeah because we bought two bundles now so that's 100 did we buy two bundles oh we yeah the, the very like chandra the... someone corrected me last night chandra chandra not chandra oh okay all right look hmm. whatever the the fire planes walker we bought her bundle the mastery thing. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a little bit different. And I, and I don't know that we got our money's worth out of it, but we got up to level 61. I don't know. I, that, that whole mastery tree thing kind of fell apart in my head. Like, yeah, it wasn't it a, terribly clear. <laughs> it felt like I didn't earn things often enough for me to really care about it. It was just kind of like once a week I would get a little orb to put in my mastery tree and I yeah. would think, okay... I don't understand I the cap on the experience for that. I can yeah. understand the cap on experience for just regular progression, but I think for the mastery, it's if you want to play for 24 hours a day, have at it. And you gain X amount of experience for wins and maybe a, a tenth of that for a loss, but you're just always progressing. I mean, to, to have it stop doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I, we, we paid money for this. It should just be its own experience bar and you just... Hmm. There you go. Just play away. And maybe any any time that you uh, finish one of those events that they were doing, like the, the plane-cation, you mm -hmm. get an extra boost because it kind of incentivize, hey, play on th these events. And yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I imagine that they they are figuring this all out as they go. Just like everybody is with everything all the time. <laughs> as much as they pretend like they aren't. Yeah, I read a, a quote in this book I'm, I'm reading the golden vow and it said that more something along the lines of more harm has been done by um like well-meaning fools than uh intelligent rascals hmm. and and i think that's totally accurate people that think that oh these 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 companies and these people they have these plans to come and and, and, and penny pinch every chance that they can get no. It's like you were... It, wait, it, it wait go, what? I'm sorry. Oh, who are the rascals there? Or what It's like what people think that... There? So people often think that there are these near-do-wells that are out there and they've uh, got these grand plans and they've got it all figured out and they know exactly how to do the things that are going to make the most money and, and get every cent that they can out of your pocket. Mm -hmm. Whereas in reality, it's, hey, this is working... Let's keep on doing it, or let's do more of it. And these pay-to-win things is what people seem to like because they're spending money on it, and if they didn't yeah. like it, why would they spend money on it? It's like, well, 
you also have psychologists working to do the, okay but it's all it's all these things it's all woven together it's not just one person and then a bunch of idiots come up to the feeding trough and say, oh, we have no thought here no they're your the companies present a thing that people want to buy and then the people come and buy it and sometimes they complain about it but they're still there buying it yeah something i'm trying to learn personally is that i can't think for other people yeah and i have acted in ways many times in the past to where I have tried to think for other people mm. and that has not resulted well because I've often sacrificed my own happiness or the the things that I am hoping to do for the things that I think other people might be wanting to mm. do and it's it's that whole you know road to hell is paved with good intentions bit I think I think that that saying is very true and kind of goes along with what you were saying is true yeah for when people try to do different things yeah yeah I, I just it seems like there's a a lack of critical thought in a lot of areas like yesterday we were driving to go to this hike that we that we had and you said oh i think there's going to be a protest downtown and i said for what i mean it seems like every other weekend it's somewhere in seattle people are protesting something it and wasn't it, downtown it was capitol hill but okay yeah, anyway that's downtown compared to other whatever in the city there was going to be a protest and i asked what it was about and you said that it was going to be it's a, a climate climate change, change now climate action and then you asked the question you said i wonder where they got the materials to build their science that they're protesting with and i said yeah and i wonder where they bought their phones to organize this event it's not like they're all down there wearing burlap and and shoes that they've made from car tires because they found them no guaranteed most of the people if not i dare say 98 percent of the people there had a phone where do those phones come from well rare earth minerals are mined and then put into consolidated into this this thing and the factories and the infrastructure and and the the planes and the ships and the automobiles to transfer all the parts and, and resources that it takes to sustain the individuals that are running these factories. I mean, it's and massively interwoven. Then you're sitting there saying, oh, we want climate change. Well, what does that mean? I, okay. Yeah. How does that work with what you're doing? It's, it's like I'm texting on my phone saying technology is bad. <laughs> Get rid of all technology. Well, what are you tweet? You're tweeting about that on your, what? That, huh? So maybe the best thing to do is to do what you think and actually are thinking about is a good thing to do, or the right thing to do, or something that you want to do, and then pay attention to the consequences after. Yeah, like think about what you're saying and what you're doing. You don't. I'm not sitting here complaining about how glass is such an issue but then interacting with glass and buying glass jars no i like using glass jars because i feel that it's a cleaner way to get water or to hold water and then put that water into my system i don't really like plastic we don't use plastic containers mm, almost no, ever we, sometimes we, have we have use like ziploc bags rubber lids for a pyrex yeah and but then the we pyrex have plastic glass for the jars yeah but the the our food stuff, the only foods that are sitting in plastic that I can think of is sometimes greens will be sitting in a bag that we got from produce. the produce section at a store. Or maybe you'll use a Ziploc for some stuff. But primarily, 
Our leftovers are kept in metal containers or glass containers. Our water, we drink out of porcelain or glass. We don't have plastic stuff. Or ceramic. That we're drinking out of. But I'm not anti-plastic. Mm. I mean, this 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 mic and, and the keyboard and many of the components in the computer has, has plastic in it. It's just... My lenses I'm not plastic. eating off of the computer. Yeah. And my frames. I... The world that we have and that we're surrounded by is an incredible thing. But what is what the, in the heck does this have to do with magic? My point is that, and to bring this around, is that there's a lot of moving pieces. And when you just pick one thing that you dislike and you go, nah, I don't like this one aspect. The art on this card just doesn't da-da-da-da, whatever. I, I don't know what that's helping. I'm not really sure what good that does when you just complain about one aspect and, and, and without any critical thought about why that art might be that way or why that card was designed that way. I mean, I promise you that the amount of hours that went into any part of any design on a, on a single card is way more than you probably think at first glance. The, the, the back and forth that ha happened with this, with this piece of art was probably hours and hours that, 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 uh, Dimitri Burmach spent, you know, oh, we want it to look this way. We want a, a wizard, but he's a, it's an is it wizard, so there's technology stuff there, and he's blasting a lot of electricity, okay, and then he sends an example or a sketch, and then the, the art director says, oh, no, that's not quite it, but that I like the, the angle that you have here with this, and maybe change the perspective so it's not top-down, but maybe we're seeing more straight on, so it's back and forth, and that's hours and hours and hours for one card, and then just to go... I don't like this card because it's got too much blue. It's a bad card. I'm like, oh. I don't know, maybe. Okay. Maybe you are able to have that perspective because you spent hours and hours, thousands of hours writing, and you know what it takes to try and master something. You know the effort that it takes to make something that is worthwhile. And a lot of people don't have that experience, especially young people. Yeah. It's very easy to dismiss things that you dislike or have an issue with. It's, it's easy to tear things apart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's. A, I mean, think how long it takes to set up a uh, a chessboard. It's not even all that complicated, but once you know how to set it up, it takes some time. And how much quicker can you dismantle it? I mean, you just tip. It's done. Done. I mean, it takes half a second to undo what somebody probably at the fastest person if they're if the if the pieces were all in a jumble and they put them out there i'm gonna say 10 to 20 seconds to, to put them all out there and you can undo that in just a moment just boop all crash you could have a whole table a whole domino set up on your on your table and just dump it undone instantly i see that every day at my work <laughs> yeah these kids will build these towers out of blocks for 10 15 minutes and three people will be working on it at once and then one will come along and just shove the whole thing down. And then I'll go, whoa! <laughs> they don't get upset. It's a, well, it's a bunch like, of okay, boys. Okay, get to build again. Yeah, let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly boys. Um, but on that note, I guess the thing that my, my, my takeaway for this, my own personal takeaway, is that... Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I. I guess. Uh, I, as much as I've bashed Ixalan, 
I definitely can see that there was effort that went into that set, and I'm not disparaging the effort at all. I mean, it's a very cohesive look, and they did a, a, a great job bringing that set and that, that plane to life. It's just not a plane that I care to visit. It's just like certain cities. You might like certain cities, and other ones have a certain vibe, a certain feel, certain restaurants, certain nightlife, whatever that you like, and other ones, you're just, mm, eh, I'm not really feeling it. And just as I much prefer the, the Ravnica sets that we've been here, or this Eldraine, I really dig the feels of those sets. I wasn't really feeling Ixalan, to put it mildly. And so I'm, I'm happy that the environment that Standard will be living and breathing in for the next at least three months, I don't know, I have no idea what Theros will look like, but I imagine it'll be very similar to the first time that we went to Theros. I'm, I'm cool with where we're at. We've got three Ravnica sets. I, I dig the, the feel and the, the vibe of all of those. Mm -hmm. M20, which is whatever. It's just kind of a filler thing. So it's, I don't know, it's not of, the worst corset. Yeah, I'm pretty indifferent on that one. And then we've got Eldraine, which I really like. I finished the Once and Future King in the recent past. So King Arthur and fairies, the grim fairy tales. I'm, I'm definitely behind all that. Theros, I'm fine with. And then we're doing some, what is it, Ikora, the belly of the behemoths or something? It's the monster set. Build I your own monster. I have no idea. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a new thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what it's called. I, I, it's, I think it's Ikora something. Hmm. Huh. But okay. I think it's a whole new plane, and, and I'm, I have no idea what that's about, but given what I read, I'm all right, neat. I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah. I mean, Go ahead. Just one last thing. There's very few places that I think that we could go on planes within the, the realm of the multiverse of magic that I would go, I really don't like that. I can think of way more that I would really like and be totally down with, than ones that I really wouldn't like. Yeah. I... <laughs> I don't know. I don't You're know gonna how say to follow something. that up. <laughs> You're going to say something when I was talking about Ikora and the, the where we're at with Standard and the environment and the, all the sets. Yeah. I'd, mostly the biggest, the biggest thing the biggest that thing. I've learned is... I still have a lot to learn about opening my mind and getting rid of the ideas that I have about things. So mm. I hope that I play many different types of decks mm. in the coming rotation. And I hope that I put together janky decks and I take them to FNM. And I become more and more and more okay with losing, which I think I've gotten a lot better with, with losing. I feel like I've become yeah. a much better sport at losing or when it comes to losing when playing real life magic so i'm glad that that's the case i just i i don't know what to make of throne of eldraine and i don't know how that will all fit together but i want to keep my mind open mm -hmm. when it comes to playing different colors mm -hmm. um especially at drafts i think that that will make me a better drafter mm -hmm. and also in constructed i don't want to focus so much on meta decks because i think that i understand how to play magic for the most part but i want to understand the nuances a little bit more hmm. and other things that you can do such as what i've done with the esper agent of treachery deck like mm -hmm. just just different ways of putting cards together and trying to make them work are you saying you want to try more homebrew stuff yeah i want to try more homebrew okay. 
and different colors. Just, I like surprising my opponents. I like when people like see a card that they weren't expecting and go, oh, okay, you're making that work. Oh, okay, and that's how it works. All right, I guess that is a problem and I'll look out for that next time. I mean, the <laughs> element of surprise with a homebrew deck is not insignificant. Yeah. There's definitely been some times where I'm playing against my opponent and they just don't, like the merfolk. That's not a homebrew deck by any stretch of the imagination, but it's definitely not one that saw a lot of play in the meta. And so last night when I was playing it, there was definitely a few instances where people kind of like, they were turning the cards around to <laughs> read it, like, okay, I, I kind of remember this card, I, I saw it, but okay, and they were sort of, I could tell that they were looking around like, I don't know which one to get rid of. <laughs> what, do I counter that? Do I, uh... Yeah, that's that's fine. And then I was like, oh, oh, and then they see the deep root water staying like, okay, you get a you get a hexproof one one whatever. And then I play three merfolk in a row, and then I've got a deep root elite, and then a, a, a double counter 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 counter. Like, oh, oh, that's what that does. Oh, okay, okay, huh? Yeah, your your Kimena is a is an eight twelve whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, um, just makes things more interesting. Yeah. Then we're both gonna play mono red, or yeah. you're gonna play Esper Control, and I'm expecting and waiting for Teferi, and I'm gonna sit over here and try to burn you as quickly as possible because that's all my game plan is. Yeah, and those are all which is fine things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess maybe maybe we should issue each other e each other a challenge for uh -oh. the first week of of standard that we play. Hmm. after pre-release so i was thinking like you have to have at least 25 percent of your deck be red oh i was just gonna make you play red oh okay but i wasn't putting a percentage on it i mean i don't want to play mono red i challenge you to put red in your deck just i at don't all? care how much it is so one mountain sure. would count Okay, I mean, I have no idea what Eldraine has in it, but I'll, I'll, I will put some red in it. And it, I don't think one mountain counts. That seems all right. Fifty percent of your deck has to be red. <laughs> okay. Can 30%. I? Thirty percent. If I can't do that with like, I really want to play fairies. So if you're saying that, and I will just completely hamstring me, and I can't play fairies. Ten percent of your deck has to be red. Fine. 10% of my, so six cards. All right, I'll see what I can do here. Is mine 25% red? We'll go, we'll say 20, so 12 cards. Okay. But you don't have a thing that you really want to play. I really want to play fairies. No, I, there are a few things that have caught my eye, but okay. I, I don't know what to expect. Plus, I don't know what we're going to get at pre-release. So that oh, will obviously. have some sway in what I put together. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You have any other closing thoughts as we say goodbye to this standard cycle? Um, I don't know. I had fun. I'm glad we got to go through a whole season together. Yeah. Yeah. From uh, Kaladesh in Amonkhet rotating out now to... Ixalan, Dominaria, M M19 rotating out. Yeah, it's this is the first time that we have both played a, a whole season or cycle like this and, and really felt like we 
there's I'd say there's way more cards that we know what they do mm -hmm. than ones that would completely surprise us and not have any idea. I mean, if I'm I'm pretty sure that with about a seventy plus degree of accuracy, I could guess any card that's in standard right now. Not not guess, but know more or less what the card does. I might not if somebody showed me a card, I might not know exactly all. I like, couldn't tell you verbatim, but. I would go, oh, that's an enchantment. I, it does something with, like, with some bird's invocation. You draw a card, or you play cards. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I, oh, uh, read it real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I know. But I think it's a lot of the dinosaurs that I'd go, I don't know what that giant thing did. Something, trample, plus yeah. one? I don't know. Happy to see dinos go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I must have mentioned not being a fan of Ixalan a half dozen or more times over at Card Kingdom because I, I mentioned it again last night. Like One of the guys there, he goes, yeah, you've said that a lot. And I said, every chance I get. Every chance I get. But it's not like I'm complaining about Ixalan. I'm just saying I'm happy for it to be on its way out. And I'm happy for this new phase. A positive spin. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the new phase. The old and yeah. the new. Spring cleaning. Fall cleaning. It's spring somewhere. Is it? Southern Hemisphere? It's spring right now? Like, what we would be experiencing at the end of winter, I believe people are experiencing in the Southern Hemisphere. Something like that. I don't know if they call it spring. <laughs> oh, they have a whole different name on the south half of the planet? They have a different name? They might just call it fall They just call it autumn. sprung. I don't know. Well, like in Australia, it's win or it's summertime in the winter. It's hot in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. We gotta end on a weird note. I we guess. gotta end there. Uh, yeah. What did you like out of this last rotation? There's what are you question. happy to see go? I'm I'm curious. What did you dislike a lot? What did you really like? 